Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Uh, now on to Queensland, boys. On to Queensland. Uh, look, really disappointing. They they put in a bunch of effort. There's no denying that. I thought that was super brave. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. The, the 10 in the bin. Uh, Timmy, what do you think about the 10 in the bin? Yeah, look, it, I think you could debate both sides, uh, and I wouldn't argue massively either way. It's so hard on these ones to like take all bias out of it and be yeah. like and just be neutral to it all. Yeah, I thought it was a sim bin because uh, look, there was five pen. Well, I think it was three. Was it two penalties and three six again sets? Well, basically or, or there four was six again three penalties, penalty. three penalties mm. by themselves. Yeah, I was in like six games and penalties, yeah. and then the last one there was two in one two play. In one go. Yeah. So look, with all that on top of each other. At NRL level, that is just a simbin every day of the week. And the argument goes, right, well, this is state of origin. It's a different ball game. We talk about it. But what that does to a team's momentum and just stops them and stops them and stops them, I just think it has to be a binning every day of the week. Mm. I think what the referee got wrong <clears throat> was that you, ha- you don't have to, but you should be giving a warning after four of them and going, boys, one more and you're gone. They always do that in an NRL game, even at an Origin game. So I think it was unfair on the way he went about it in that manner. But I think five five in a row in the space of about three minutes is is a simbin every day of the week. Yeah, I was I didn't come as heavy in the pain as you did this morning. I sort of I was a bit fifty fifty on it, and I walked in here this morning and speaking to Timmy and Matt, they were very Timmy and Matt were very vehemently on the side of Timmy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we and then we sat down this morning and we watched three minutes leading up to it and um, I'm still on the fence with it. Personally, I think the best result out of that moment would have been to call it up and bring DCA out and say, hey, next one, they're mm. gone. Mm. They're gone. I think that would have been the best way to handle it. Um, it just has such an impact. It had such an impact on this game. Mm. Um, you know, we, we spoke about six or seven weeks ago when I had all those stats about the impact of us six again mm. and how – the 10 minutes, teams normally lose that period by six to eight points, which Queensland did. But then it's the period after that till the next break. They lost 30 nil yeah. in the period after that. And that's where you see the impact of it. That's where, like, some of the tries the Blues scored, you got Jerome Lewis, both of Nathan Cleary's, like, they were soft origin tries. Yeah, It comes from them being absolutely exhausted for mm-hmm. me. So I would have liked to have seen it being an official warning if it goes on from there. So, yeah. Mm. What do you reckon, Matty? Yeah, not much to add on Timmy. I'm, I'm much the same. I just think 
there was five infringements in about three or four minutes and where do you draw the line? Like, you, they can't keep, you know, not. The, I mean, I'm not going to say cheating, but you can't keep, like, doing that and expect mm. something not to happen. So, yeah, I... I well, I was screaming Sinbin before he even put his hands up, to be honest, when I was watching the TV. Um, but can I sit here seriously and say if it was the other way, I'd agree with it? <laughs> I actually probably don't know. Like, it's as you say, Timmy, it's so hard to take your bias out. But, yeah, I'm definitely in, in Camp Sinbin. Yeah. Look, as a Queenslander, obviously, I know I have a bias. But, you know, we keep saying five penalties. But when we actually break down what the penalties were, the first one was a very touching, like, I don't think it was even a six again at all. The second one uh, was an offside. And so an offside for me personally, like, you can just mistime that. That can literally just be a matter of mistiming. It's, it could be totally not intentional. The third one was an escort. I don't even think that should be counted because that has nothing to do with the ruck. It's not slowing ruck down. It's a completely separate play. Yes, it should be a penalty, but I don't think it should be counted. So there was that's, that's three. The, the four and five were in the same play. So I think it was offside. And then Kafusi, after hearing six again, like every single six again we ever see, as soon as a club gives it away, they go, well, we've given away a six again anyway. I'm just going to lie lie on them. And, and they've got six again, so it doesn't matter. Um, I personally don't think it was a sin bin. I think that the... the if, if it had been like three in a row of just lying in the ruck, 100% I could see a sin bin for sure. But because it was an escort, offside, um, very – I don't think it was a six again, like fucking super tough call. When in, in reality, you're really looking at two lying in the rucks, two lying in the rucks for a sin bin. Uh, I think the ref handled it extremely poorly. He should have given a warning because if he gave that 10 in the bin, clearly he was already thinking it. Because let's 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 hope. Let's fingers crossed he didn't just make an emotional decision and and send someone off. So he must have already been thinking about it. I think it's poor from him to not let the players know if you do give a penalty away again, you will be sent for ten in the bin. Um, if he did, I apologise. I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. It seemed extremely sudden. DCE seemed quite surprised. Um, I think the best course of action would have been like if you do that again, you will be sent to the bin. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was an extremely harsh call that affected that. The, the thing is, is that New South Wales were the better side and they ended up winning convincingly. But they that 10 in the bin is going to have an effect on the result. And I don't think that the penalties like leading up to it warranted to have such an impact on the game. 10 in the bin. It's crazy. crazy. I was just going to so say... shit we're even talking about this. I was well, going to say... To, but yeah. I, th- I think it was in his head because on the escort penalty, and right or wrong, um, because on the escort penalty, Teddy came up to Klein and, and asked, is this... 10 in the bin now because it was three in a row. I think from that, he definitely didn't give a warning or not that I heard, but I think that's why 10 in the bin might've been in Ashley Klein's head. But like this, that just, it's fucking like that escort has nothing to do with the ruck. That's, it is literally not slowing it down. That's just a 50, 50 thing that you could argue, look, you could argue, yeah, Holmes stepped in his line, but at, by the end, anyway, well, it is what it is. I, I just think that it was handled really poorly. Uh, it was all different players as well. That's another thing. Um, and like, he should have warned him. If it was already in his head, he should have communicated with DCE, mate. One more penalty in your Gonskis. He didn't do that, um, and so and look, you don't have to give a warning, but I just I don't think it was the right call. But the 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 the, the, the positive from a negative thing from a Queensland's perspective, it absolutely wasn't why we lost the game. Like it absolutely wasn't why we lost the game. New South Wales were a much better side. Um, 
especially in that second half. They completely dominated us in the ruck. When you look at our forwards and you look at the, the metres that we ran, like, that's where we lost the match. We, we essentially had, like, our metres doubled, I think. Like, looking at the metres here... Yeah, so they uh, New South Wales ran for 1,800 metres. We ran for 1,000 metres. Like 800 more metres than us. Wow. That's, that's, that has nothing Jeez. to do with 10 in the bin, in the ruck or whatever. That has everything to do with nearly doubled our post-contact. That's just running harder, tackling harder. So, um, yeah, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, oh, I think, though, like for game three... I would like to see the warning given to teams before this. Hundred percent, should always be given. It yes, always it should, should be given. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting is that so the average play of the ball speed was three and three uh, game one. The average play of the ball speed game two was four and four. Yeah, right. Um, so it was a it was a much slower game. Uh, so clearly, yeah, clearly um, the ruck was being slowed down by both sides. Uh, but yeah, going forward, if, if I'm, I hope the rest review and say, mate, you absolutely should be given a warning, because that, that what that does then is that takes away all argument. If you had to given him a warning at any time, then we all would have agreed, mate. He said, fucking don't do it again, or you're yeah. gone. We all, we would have had no argument against that. We would have said, boom, Kafusi 100% deserved it. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, back to Queensland. So look. With Queensland, we'll go positives. I thought Caelan Pong was outstanding. I thought Paddy Carrigan was outstanding. Um, but outside of those two players, unfortunately, I thought we were pretty pretty poor, unfortunately. What did, what did you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I thought KP, as I said at halftime, I was sitting there going, he's going to get man of the series here. Mm. He's on fire. Um, Carrigan was good coming off the pine, but outside of that, I think he had two forwards that went over 50 metres. Mm. Um, yeah, as I said, I, I mentioned the, the back three run metres. Um, there was one moment there, and you know he had, he had a pretty poor game all round. So in Cobo, but there was one moment that I loved from him where he took a big hit up out of his own end. He got absolutely smashed. He dropped the ball. Then then Queensland got the ball back a minute later, and he and he sprinted in to get the first hit up off the scrum. Mm. I did like seeing that from him. That despite making that big mistake, he tried to make up make up for it straight away. Um, for for a young guy, I, I thought that was a good positive to see. Mm. Yeah. I, uh I was pretty disappointed, unfortunately, with Cobo. I, I just think that he wasn't he wasn't switched on the way he was game one. I think but he made you know what he made four errors in Origin. It's pretty bad. It's tough. That's pretty bad. But like you're picking an 18 year old in Origin. We did say this before. Yeah, I, 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 once you cross that line, he's proven he can do it. You set a standard for yourself, and and only and Selwyn set his own standard. Mm. Like he set the standard that he can play at this level. He does. He belongs here. Um, Four errors is a lot of errors in in Origin. Like that's a that's that's the most errors any player on the field. Um, I think we judge Selwyn on his response next game. That'll be telling. No, I, I I don't. I still think he's absolutely incredible. I still think he's absolutely like this game doesn't mm. change my thoughts on him. I think he's fucking amazing. I think he's going to be here for the next ten years. I think he's going to dominate Origin for the next ten years. But I do think that um, he'll be really disappointed with um, that, that performance, unfortunately. What, what do you reckon, uh, Timmy? Yeah, look, you boys have touched on it pretty well already, but it's just that back three, three mm. for me. And it was concerns going into game one. It was concerns going into game two. Uh, they're just the yardage that they get compared to what the Blues get. We are starting every set on the front foot. Yeah. And off the back of that, our forward pack and hookers just have a field day. Mm. Whereas Queensland, I mean, you mentioned we, what, our back three down for about 400 metres more than yours. Mm. You just... 
it just sets the tone for the entire set and the, the rest of the game. That first 20 minutes of the game, very evenly matched. Queensland were up two tries to one. And then from there, we just we were just tearing through the middle. So yeah. I, I really think that's got to be the area of concern for you. And I think the first... I know you pick and stick and you're loyal and all that, but I think tactically, Corey Oates has to come into that team yeah. just for your yardage. Like, I would say pretty confidently that... I know last night was a tough night for you, but Corey Oates probably pretty comfortably runs for 150-plus metres mm. out of the back of the field. Yeah. So I, I just think he's got to come in there for a bit of size, probably for Tuolangi, who had a few nice moments but struggled at times as well. And to be honest, of the three, in your back three, yardage, he was probably the best, mm. but... I just think Corey Oates can can set your platform a lot better than what those three together would do. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I actually, I said before the game, I would have selected Corey Oates, mm. and and for that reason, like he, he is, you know, as good as Tupo, and probably just a little bit under Toto coming out of his own end. You look at his stats; they're they're rather similar when it comes to meterage. I'm pretty sure anyway, unless I've got that wrong. Uh, and he's just a big old school body, even though he's still 27, but he's got that experience. Um, Toto Lungi. You know, he dropped a he dropped one bomb forward, I think, and then one bomb went back. I don't think he was Toolangi was overly bad at all. Like, I don't think he was shocking. Um, I thought he had some really tough carries, uh, but unfortunately, the things that they could control, they you, you know, Origin, you really just cannot afford to make those errors. Like, they're so mm-hmm. crucial to to you just have to execute those big moments. Selwyn Cobo as well in, in attack. Like, I know, I know it was a hard put down, but. In origin, you need to take those moments, um, and unfortunately, it didn't. And that's Selwyn's a really interesting one because when he's zoned in, he's fucking unstoppable. And so it's just a matter of understanding. Yep, he's eighteen. He's a young player. I think he's sorry, nineteen now. He, yes, I, I, I totally get he's a young player, but it's about this is where Billy will really kick in his good coaching ability of getting these young guys to go. Like it's okay that you have these bad games. We all do it. Everyone's had a tough game in origin. But it's about limiting those, as you get older, having less and less of those bad games, making sure that the gap between your best and your worst game isn't that big, you know. And you look at like a guy like Billy Slater or Cam Smith, by the end of their careers, you know, they would never go nine out of 10 and then the next week go five out of 10. Um, And so this is all a learning curve for Cobo. Like obviously disappointing, didn't play his best game of footy, but as I said to to you, Guru, like, absolutely doesn't change my opinion of him. He's an incredible player. He's a superstar talent. This is all part of the learning curve. We've had guys like Justin Hodges that came in and played poorly. Darren Lockyer had a pretty poor debut. Plenty of players, and this is even debut, but plenty of players have had poor games in origin and gone on to be greats. Um, and I still believe Selwyn can do that. What do you got? Uh, just checked your stat from before. So Toto's making 190 metres a game. Tupu's making 164 and Oates is in the middle with 178. So it's comparable. Cool. Yeah, got it right. I thought you were going to say, uh, unfortunately, he's making 70 metres again. It's like, fuck. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I just think that when you've got Tupo and To'o to compete with, you've got to go with them. Like at, at, you can't be beaten by such a substantial margin. Uh, and I, and I, I think that is going to be a real challenge game three is like, for Billy to challenge the outside backs to go, boys, when we walk off this field, we kind of had, we don't want to look across and say, because, and I know they had more possession, so it's very easy. Toto had 26 runs. Tupo had 20 runs. Queensland, Selwyn Cobber had 10 runs and Toto Lungi had 13 runs. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And it's, that's, 
I can understand having less meterage for sure, but I would I would be challenging the outside backs, whether it's Toolangi, uh, Coates, Oates, Cobo, and saying, guys, it doesn't matter about the meterage. It's about how many runs. If we can equal their runs, I'm happy with that. Uh, and so, and I know the game plans are different. And again, I know they had more possession, um, but I, they're just outside backs. And look, we're focusing on the rookies here. To be fair, Holmes and Gagai didn't have their best games, and they're the veterans. And and Billy Slater did bring this up. Like uh, they did, so the media was kind of. I mean, they're just asking questions. They weren't doing anything wrong, but they were kind of implying about rookies and youth and experience. And Slater said, look, it was it was across the board. It wasn't effort. We lacked concentration. We just, just switched off here and there. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm talking about Selwyn and Toalangi only because To'o and Tupo were so important to the mm-hmm. Blues, not because they were singularly worse than anyone else. I do think across the board, outside of Kalen and Paddy Carrigan, we just would just take moments and switch off. Just like, and it's... It's, that's like, you learn that as you get older that you just cannot take a second off. Even if you think you can take a second off, you don't take the second off. And the, the thing with that is like nine times out of 10, you don't take that second off and you go, oh, I actually could have taken that second off. But it's that one time, that the perfect example is that no, no, try. That ball, there's nothing on. It looks like Jerome Lewis is just going to pass the ball. It's going to be all good. Nanais just just switches off. It wasn't effort because he made the effort to get to the tackle, but that just a split second of getting flat-footed and thinking the ball is going past you, boom, try. And that's the, the learning curve for Queensland from game two. It's concentration because first half when we were locked in, zoned in, we go in, the score is 14-12. Second half when we get a bit lackadaisy, lose concentration, boom, we get blown off the park. I was just about to mention that. Nanai missed tackle. Like, fuck, that was just like – we are sitting here 10 weeks ago and the – kid missed 10 tackles yeah he's worked so hard and he's yeah. improved out of sight fuck it was disappointing to see him miss that tackle yeah, in for that sure. moment because it's, it's it's not the guy that he's been for like yeah. you, it's you same know. with Selwyn too yeah Selwyn yeah. started the year with a bunch of errors he he proved all of us wrong and came back and did it and you, you're totally right like they put so much work in it's just concentration and I totally agree with Billy it's not effort I don't think any Queenslander should be uh, sitting here saying, oh, the boys didn't have a crack or whatever. I thought they had a fucking red-hot go, but it was just a little concentration moment that hurt us. Nanai also had for the, the Angus Crichton try, which, to be honest, I thought was very dubious. I thought that was a, I thought he caught it on the inside shoulder. Mm. Um, but, and again, there's 10 different people you could point the finger at, but the size of the gap left there where Nanai was in the middle of the field for Crichton just to walk through, yeah. uh, it was, they were two not great moments for yeah. him, unfortunately. And that's, that's all just like concentration. Mm. It, like, if, if you're... If you're switched on there, you you identify, oh shit, the, the space between me and my inside man is way bigger than it should be. And instead of worrying about, because sometimes you could be like, you're sitting there, as if the hardest thing for a forward defender, and they don't get enough wraps for it. When you're a forward defender, you have to worry about, if you don't get wide enough, then your outside men, they have too much space outside them and they get gassed. But if you don't get tight enough, that can happen. So you're caught in two worlds of like, I can't get too far across the post because then I leave my outside guys exposed, but I can't get too far this way because then I leave my inside guys exposed. Whereas like Nanai, he'll learn from that and go, he'll learn to identify, oh shit, he's way too far. I, I need to not worry about outside me and worry about yeah. what's where the ball is first and then worry about what's outside of me. And so just concentration. It was an effort. I think they can be super proud. I thought they were outstanding the first half. Just lacked a little bit of concentration, um, and I think they'll be back better, better than ever next game. I think it would have been an interesting game if Cobo did get that ball down. 100%, for sure. It was almost like Toto did such a poor job covering it up that he, he, shocked. he shocked him. Yeah. yeah, he shocked him into the state. But if he, if he would have granted that, 
I mean, that, that could have turned the game on its head. Mm. Uh, like, they could have gone in, what, 16-12? I honestly think 16-14. that, like, 14-12 New South Wales was reasonable. But I, I felt Queensland was the better side in the first half. I, I, I really did. And, again, obviously that comes from a little bit bias. Not a better side by a lot. Not at all. I just thought that we seemed to be more in control of everything. But the second half, we just got blown off the park. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd say you were the better side, but at 14-12 at halftime, I was sitting there sort of going... Fuck, this is closer yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah, for sure. Because like I, I was even saying on the companion with HSP, I, I was a bit surprised that New South Wales didn't come out even faster. Like I thought they were ca- going to come out flying off the line. Even the Telstra tracker, the speed of the game was way down yeah. compared to game yeah. one. Way down. Fact, you, you guys flew out of the blocks. Yeah, yeah. The first two sets, yeah. I was like, shit, yeah, we're in sure. here. Yeah. And so that's where I look at it and I go, it's not like we were dominated woe to go. It was just second half. Maybe it was fatigue, maybe not. Just these key moments where we just switched off. Like even the, you know, the try from Cleary on, on Tino, again, that, that's just concentration. Like Tino, he's not a guy that doesn't have a massive effort in him. It's just about that split second where you think the ball's going to continue forward instead of going, oh, shit, I need to fill that space right now. Um, and they get done. They get done. So, look, the boys will be back better than ever. A little hiccup. But uh, game three should be extremely interesting. Anything else with Queensland? Oh, I was just going to ask you. So, would you bring Corey Oates in for game three? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is he the only change you'd make? Um, well, if Cotter was available, I would make Cotter. Uh, I would also probably move Tino back into the front row starting and put Paddy Carrigan at 13. Yep. I just think Carrigan's motor is fucking outstanding. And I, I, I just... Oh, look, you might have the same problem because Tino and Paddy are a similar-ish body. Tino, Tino's a little bit bigger. But, like, for example, Paddy came on and in – interestingly, he actually played more minutes than Tino, which is interesting. But Paddy actually played 63 minutes uh, of the game and he made 43 tackles with only one miss. Mm. That's, that's a big, big knock and he's done it again. So I, I just wonder whether we start him to get – to take the oomph out of the game a little bit because he's so good defensively. How many minutes did Tino play? He only you played 38. So what, Tino played 38, and what did you say, Papali played 35? Papali played the first 17 and came on for the last nine. Mm. Surely there's more minutes in Josh Papali'i. Yeah, interesting. And uh, we had Lindsay Collins who played 51 minutes. Um, yeah, really interesting to see what they do there, whether they stick. I know Slater has come out and said that, no, this is a team we selected, we're going to mm. stick by them. Uh, he said, obviously, we're going to review the game. But if I were to make changes, it would only be small ones. It would may- maybe be Oates for Toalangi and just just because, look, is it is it a bit of a tough ask to have two rookies playing at one time on the sting? Um, and I, I, that's not to say I don't believe Toalangi can do the job. Not at all. I just, I just personally would have had Corey Oates initially anyway. Um, but I don't think mass changes need to be made at all. I, I, I really think it wasn't about the the people we had it wasn't about effort it was just about little tiny areas that we can improve in um what about yourself would you make any changes uh i well i said before this game that i would have played carrigan at 13 i don't think it actually would have made a difference in that game mm. uh but that, that's a change that i would make for game three i'd probably bring Corey Oates into i think mm. yeah just so th- those yardage <coughs> numbers they're pretty tough they're pretty damaging yeah, yeah for sure what do you reckon timmy yeah, Oates 100% would be coming in for me. And mm. then, as I said, I think there needs to be mass changes elsewhere, not panic at all. Yeah. The, the one that will be interesting, uh, and I don't think it'll happen, mm. but if Dave Feeder comes out and kills it this week for yeah. the Titans, you look at that and look at 
what Nanai dished up for them in that bench impact role. I know mm. Fafita's had a bit of time out, but you know if he can and can play a thirty minute impact role off the bench. Again, as a Blues fan, that scares me. Yeah, it's a good point. Didn't it's tough when you only got one game to yeah. show what you can do. Yeah, the difference between tough. him and, say, Luttrell is, I mean, I know Fafita's in the forwards, but Luttrell will be coming in an 80-minute role. Mm. Fafita, as I said, he could be that 30, 25-minute impact off the bench. He doesn't yeah. have to be anything big. like. Yeah, well, Jairo was only 25 minutes and yeah. Nanai was 29. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really interesting. Really interesting to see what they do there. Because they, the, the thing about Fafita is, like, he sometimes can be hit and miss where he just doesn't seem to get his hands on the ball a lot. But if you go and say to him, 20 minutes, and you tip up DC and Munster and say, get his fucking hands on the ball. And you say to Fida, I just want you running straight and hard for the first three or four runs, and then you can start crabbing across field. It could be something special. Rip and tear, mate. Yeah, rip and tear. It could be really just take all the guesswork out of the game. We've got some of the best halves to get in the ball. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I'm not too disappointed with – I'm dis- massively disappointed with the result – but there's no one that really I can look at and go, you didn't do the jersey proud. I think everyone tried there really, really hard. We've got a young squad that sometimes when you're young, you can switch off. We've all been through that as, as rookies and it's just all a matter of learning and building and building. And I think, I think Billy Slater is committed long-term to building this young group together, which I think is smart. Mm. We've proven in game one we can do it. We've proven in the first half of the game we can do it. All we need is an extra 40 minutes Put it this way, even if we lose in Suncorp, let's say we lose 16-12 in Suncorp, is that that bad of a serious loss by Queensland when you think about the position we were in at the start of this season? Like, people were calling that New South Wales was going to be a dynasty, and we were like, we got beaten by a record margin last year. So I don't, although I absolutely want to win, I think as long as it's a tight match in Suncorp, I don't think they could be too disappointed at all with with the incredible squad we're going up against. Yeah, but... Decider in Suncorp. Like, no, I hope to win. Yeah, but you, I, sh- you should win. I, I can't believe we were talking about this morning. The Blues are dollar sixty five. That is fucking outrageous. But you have to remember, Blues beat us two games in a row in Queen. That's this is how far away we mm. were from them last year. That it's a very they beat us. Game now though, like it has. It's changed. only been twelve months. Yeah, but the game's completely different. Not time wise. What do you the mean? Way the ga- the rules have changed. It's all like it's a different game this year to what it was last year. Not not that much different. You're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> you really reckon it's that much different? Are you with me or not? I'm terrified to speak of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're pretty passionate about this, Guru. I thought it was blatantly obvious. Do you reckon it's that much different the game? I think it is, yeah. Do you reckon it's that much different to you? Do you think you've improved that much this year? That like, Yeah, I think Queensland have improved massively compared to last year. We've got two teams in the top – well, they were in the top four. Whereas last year we had bottom table teams. Mm. I don't know. What, you, do you think the game's changed that much? Um, I think it's changed slightly, but not. It's huge. changed a bit. I, I'll say about this though: the Queensland, like we, I think we're all in pretty much agreement about in round six onwards that it's almost fifty-fifty. Whereas, the, like last year, I did think we'd probably win five series in a row. So that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I'm, that's I'm, my I'm, point. I'm, my point is like last year we were talking about dynasties for New South Wales. We got beaten by a record margin. Mm. By by game two, you had already achieved a record margin defeat. Whereas this year, if, if we win game one and then it's a tight loss game three, like I think that's a lot of progress put made put in one way, year. Though, like the Blues always 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 cop hammering about, you know, being too hyped up and the yeah. bookies have us too short and that. Oh. How about you talking down in Queensland and the expectations there? <laughs> like, so from last year, 
No Latrell Mitchell, no Tom mm. Trebojevic. You've got a spine of like Caelan Ponga, Harry Grant off the bench, mm. Cam Munster, DCE, Benny Hunt at nine. It's like that team is so good. So in terms of, yeah, saying uh, a narrow defeat in Suncorp, compared to last year, yeah, it'd be like, all right, progress. But going into this series as a Blues fan, I wasn't going, you know, this dynasty should be continuing, we should be building you. So I think it's like every bit 50-50 going into this last game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. I'm... S- like I'm saying, it's, wise. yeah, but but like mm. if we lose 16-12, let's say we lose 16-12, yeah. that's like nearly 50-50. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we won the first game 16-12, lose the last game. I, I, I think that like, I don't think Queensland should be too like, oh, fuck, you know, panic stations if we lost this series, considering how lost far we've year. come mm. last year. We lost by the, the most a team has ever lost in origin. We lost <laughs> by that. And we lost both games in Queensland last year. Like that's hectic. But it would be very disappointing being 1-0 up with a game at Suncorp oh, in the I'm bank. Not, uh, fuck, I'm not sitting here going, oh, yeah, we'd be sweet with it. We'd be sweet with it. I'm talking grand, sca- grand scheme of things. If if we lose in the game three, it's not panic stations. It's not like, fuck, we need to change everything. We need to change this squad. We need to get a whole new, new one. And I think we're building something nicely. And I think Billy would be smart to stick with this core group of young guys that he's got. Um, but of course I want us to win. I felt like I was being sold that bullshit underdog story again to you. I haven't said you. anything about underdog. Like, all, all I'm oh, saying is... If we is lose by a little bit at home, it's okay. <laughs> That's why I feel like you're selling me. Oh, I tell you what, mate, you, you've walked into a blue storm. Like, even the last... I think your pod- trauma is speaking <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> even the last podcast, like, it was a Wednesday game, so there was four or five days just, you know, let the emotions stop. This was like 12 hours ago that the Blues won. <laughs> all I'm saying is it wouldn't be... It's not painful stations if we lose 16-12 or something like that. I mean, if we get fucking towed up, fucking oath, it's, it's extremely concerning. Um, we got, yeah, I, I think it's, um, I think we got something, we're building something nicely and we should stay the course. And I, I agree with Billy Slater's sentiment after the game. He said, no, I picked this side and I'm sticking with it. There'll be a fourth member of this panel after Origin Theatre. It'll be, it'll be Billy Moore sitting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll need something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Apparently you're not, you're not allowed to say it's not panic stations. Apparently you're fucking doing something wrong there. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I think it's a great series. I think that it really is a close, close 50-50, I, I agree. And I've agreed, you know, I felt that way since before the series. It's a good 50-50 series. Speaking of Queens, Queensland, like you obviously are, are building a good squad there. There's no doubt about that. Mm. If you were to lose game three, which guys are sort of under pressure here? Are we, are we looking mm. at DCE? Just depends who can replace him. Yeah. Um, it really just depends who can replace him. Uh, look, if we lose game three, who's under pressure? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mate, honestly, not really. I don't know. I, I look at this squad and I don't really look at anyone that I would sit and go like, you're, you're definitely gone if we lose game three. Um, look, 
you know, maybe maybe DCE, but again, you have to look at who would replace him. And you've got what Tommy Dearden, you've got Sam Walker, Reese Walsh, maybe, but not really. Um, I don't have to sideways move, but I mean, thinking ahead, you could always go like Harry Grant starts Ben Hunt at seven. Yeah, particularly for that defence. Only thing is, we've tried that before, and he just doesn't seem to go. Yeah, that well at seven in Origin. It's an interesting one, but yeah, that that probably would be the only. Is there anyone that you look at and you would go, yep, has to, has to well, go? Well, no, no, there's no one that has to. But I would say with Ben Hunt, despite you have trying, I would say that now Queensland have come out of that post-Cam Smith, Billy Slater mm. sort of era, which is I, I kind of feel where Ben Hunt got his opportunities. He, he played 6-1 game where Cam Munster got HIA'd and the Blues steamrolled you. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ben Hunt there. I, ju- I just think that I think it's been pretty evident this series, as we've spoken about, that the Blues are going pretty heavily at DCE, yeah, for sure. In defence, I mean, yeah, I mean, have a look yeah. at where they put Sifatalakai on the field last mm. night when they did put him on standing directly opposite. Yeah, and we sp- we sp- we've been speaking about DCE's yep. defence for for quite a while. Um, he does have a tendency to turn in. It's it's really tough because he has been great. Like he was part of that that win where we were the worst side in forty years. I mean, I better not say that. You might fucking <laughs> might fight me or something if I say <laughs> that we were the worst for fucking side in forty years. It wasn't me that said that shit. It was New South Wales journos that said that shit. Um, no, but DC, he was he was great there. But look, I will say, as a captain of the side, and if we lose this series, that makes it what use a four from five. Yeah. Then you have to look at the guys that are leading it. Unfortunately, um, and DC would probably be the first. Outside of that. I think we've got a good young squad. Like, I think that you need to keep in guys like Papali'i because he's a leader, he's a veteran. I still think he delivers on the big stage. I thought he was good when he came back on last night. Uh, is there anyone that you would look at and say? No, that would probably be the only one. Do, do we think that did could be a seven there? Or do we think he's more you know what's it's weird? It's like, I feel like you agree with me then. With what? <laughs> like with my concept of like, if we lose, it's not panic stations to make much changes. Like stick with this team. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I just, I just <laughs> feel like you're peddling that same Queensland. <laughs> fucking fucking hell! But anyway, <laughs> Jesus we'll, we'll, Christ! We'll, we'll let the comments decide. <laughs> well, mo- most of you stuff. Yeah, please. Blues fans are fucking gonna pepper me, and I'm like, what have I even done? <laughs> All I've said is like, don't change the whole squad if we lose by four points. Kempi, um, it was a long eight years for us. Fuck it, hell! Jesus, I went through the entire high school without seeing. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> Look, I, oh, fair enough. Crazy. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that, that is my, my, all jokes aside, my underlying point is the fact that even if we do lose at Suncorp, which will be devastating, which will be fucking shit, like we should not lose at Suncorp, but even if we do, I don't think it is time to panic. I, I, I like Billy Slater's plan. I like the direction it looks like he's trying to go in and I wouldn't be making mass changes, you know, maybe, you know, one or two or whatever. Um, I do agree with considering Ben Hunt at seven, um, if if DCE does struggle game three, I, I agree that could be a possibility. Um, you could obviously then go Harry Grant and Reed Marnie as well. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see. Do they do what they did with Benny Hunt? They put Reed Marnie on the first twenty, mm. take the brunt of the defence, then mm. pull Harry Grant on. Um, so it's definitely a possibility. But but outside of that, uh, I would you know we Valen Holmes is proven, Dane Gagai is proven, Selwyn Cobbo obviously if he has another couple. Poor games, and you'd have to consider move, just giving him some more time to develop. But I think he's there for the long term. Uh, Toalangi, I think he's up to it. He just needs a little bit more time, maybe. Lindsay Collins, he's proven he's up to it. Papali, obviously, Kurt Kaywell, Kafusi, Tino. You know what I mean? It's not really anyone that I would change that much. I think Collins has done incredibly well this year. He's a front rower coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, for mm. sure. For sure. Uh, he's blown me away how good he's been. 
the, the one thing I probably I, I'd, I'd probably like promote Paddy Carrigan's role <clears throat> in the squad and team. I just think he's just get, getting closer and closer to that leadership role. Probably even start um, preparing him to take over captaincy because I'm trying to look at this side now. Next captain outside of DCE, you, you know, maybe Benny Hunt. Um, Oh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't put that extra stress on Munster's head. I really wouldn't. I just think let him be free. Let him enjoy himself. Uh, but I don't think we're there yet. I think DCE can get the job done. I really do. I think game three, he's done it before. He did, he's done it at Suncorp before. We won that decider where we had a team that wasn't as good. So I think get the job done. Anything else about Queensland, boys? No, I just hate him. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> me, Matty. Something. <laughs> I uh, know. I've just say there's only one judiciary charge out last night, and it was Cook's cannonball, but it's only a fine. So, clearly, it was fine. That were, I didn't think that was a cannonball. Yeah, neither. I thought he got him above, like well above the knee. Well, so. and I, I, like he didn't like bend over it either. Like it yeah. was just he's. I, th- I felt like his leg just got caught. Mm. Um, like I feel like his ankle, sorry, just got caught on the ground. Like if his ankle doesn't get caught there, he slides. And you can make the argument, well, it got caught because he was fucking. But yeah, I didn't see that as a cannonball. I really didn't. Um, the other one, I think I saw a physio post about it this morning. I think Cam Munster, is he carrying a bit mm. of an injury? Yeah, shoulder, going for scans. Uh, so that's one to keep an eye on. I think that's at a potential two to four weeker. Fuck, KP forced off with another HI at the 71st minute. Oh, Fuck me, it's getting man. It's worrying. Yep. Just getting, like, he's too brave, bro. You've just got to... I know he gets... The, the, the tough thing for KP is he gets so much shit for his defence anyway. Like, but he puts his body on the line so much. I, I just hate seeing him get banged up. But, yeah, he's been outstanding. Um, physio said, AC joint injury with direct shoulder contact. If confirmed, mostly a pain management issue, but can require two to four weeks recovery. So you'd have to assume that he would play mm. regardless. But Yeah, I think they'll need to get him out there game three. Yep. Um, so, look, massive congratulations to Blues. Easily the better side. Cleary was outstanding. Travoyevich was outstanding. Baller was outstanding. Burton was outstanding. Um, to be honest... I don't think there was a single bad player for the Blues. Not a single bad player. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.